deluded i'm back again thank you very much for tuning back in each and every time first things first people good morning i hope everyone's doing well and safe i hope everyone's in good spirits i hope everyone's in good health mentally physically financially and obviously spiritually with it coming to a close of the year it's been a testing year it's been a tough year for everyone of all walks of society of all ages in every country it's been a test of your physical health definitely with what's going on with the virus your mental health as well you know people are losing jobs people are being isolated alone people unfortunately are having to deal with death there's a lot of bullshit that everybody has to deal with but i'd always say the beautiful thing and sadly the harshest thing about life is that it goes on regardless so if you're listening to this i'd like to think you're still alive and you're still relatively healthy so i'd love to keep blessing that to you and your loved ones and i hope everyone's really willing and ready to have a strong start and enter this week much like last week again with it getting to the end of the year you know we've got to keep working you know the work for 2022 has to start now people if we want it bad enough and definitely where arsenal's concerned you know again we got the best christmas present ever i mean i'd like to write down to santa claus that i'd like arsenal in asterisk to be fourth in may because being in fourth in december means nothing but it's been six years since we've seen that you know this champions league competitive stuff is easy and we gave the team we gave every team in the league a head start you know we threw the games against brentford you know city and chelsea we let them have their points there and now we're back in it it's as simple as that we all know arsenal we're a special fan base in it you know it's all doom and gloom two games the guys saw the best thing ever the two wins now and before that it was whatever in it we live well you have to take it week to week in it there's no point doing anything cover you have to ride the highs where arsenal have had a lot of highs and ride the lows now i'm not going to say this week would have been made better if chelsea and spurs lost and at the end of it because i want third place to be you know like with fourth i want third place to be drawn out because for me for arsenal i look at first third if it gets that gets to that third fourth fifth sixth me as an arsenal fan, i'm not going to lie truthfully in my heart I think we're coming fifth, sixth. You know, it could be a seventh, eighth thing again, like last year, eighth, ninth. But I think we're coming fifth, sixth. Now, where we are, you know, keep fighting for top four and all of that. But I think we're coming fifth, sixth. So for me, the more we kind of overperform, win games and put put points on the board, when that normalization of results hits us, in my opinion, then we should be all right. Sixth, fifth. I don't want to say any, bro. Any team that wants to do anything, bro, you, you don't get prizes for targeting full fifth, sixth. But that's where we are. We should be trying to aim for Europa um, Champions League football. We're in a decent fight for it with everybody else. Europa League is the absolute minimum. Fail to get any of that, then I don't think Mikel Arteta should be in line for a new contract. Saying that, I am... I'm not going to say I'm seeing the building blocks because we've seen this on occasion. Arsenal playing good football on occasion. It looking like a plan, you know. We need to just keep it going. Um... Obviously, you know, so where Arsenal are concerned, we did what we needed to do this week. You know, the, I say this week, fantastic result against West Ham. Made the second half a bit too much of an even contest against Leeds, in my opinion. But that's meant, you know, these things happen in the Premier League. And it was a stupid penalty from Ben White. It was a stupid phase of play that led to that um, led to that penalty. Um, Ramsdale and us, we've had to work harder for clean sheets. So I think if I'm pushing it, 
second half we've got to lock it down a bit more we've got to be less open really the whole game in midfield and again you've got to walk away with clean sheets apart from that near enough perfect going from strength to strength smith roll super sub we wish we could we could line up 12 players you know saka doing the bit the business want to see a bit more from him arsenal we're shameless if we're real of ourselves i'm not gonna lie that's our own goal still from saka there's no way you can shamelessly claim that as a goal obviously it's an arsenal thing they all count but it's shameless in it it's cool though and he should have scored in the second minute martinelli going from strength to strength you see respectfully because i feel smith rose finishes now you know they're they're coming a long way like don't get it twisted you know again i can't i, I can't remember saka and smith rose's goals against uh spurs action for action and i don't mean they were accidental but we them and they're kind of scruffy with their finishes i think smith rose's last three finishes have, have shown a real improvement he's been challenged to get goals and assists and i think the way he took the united one obviously i'm gassing it a bit you know, De Gea was on the floor but he banged it from outside the area of his weaker peg i think he scored a good finish for me against the run of play against west ham and and rooted fabianski to the spot i think it was a good way to win the ball back and obviously he's played a one-two with with odegaard and then done it he's a fan to be honest with you it's a fantastic finish the pass is probably where it's at odegaard is finding his feet can't understand certain arsenal fans that were ruling him out 30 million quid 23 now years of age he's going to do good things for arsenal and there's a profit to be made if it gets to that but yeah not to disrespect saka and 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 uh, Smith Rowe, because I rate them, obviously, Saka, Smith Rowe, Martinelli, you know, we brought in someone for six million from Brazil. We're bringing people through the pipeline in the academy. A lot was made of, of Leeds' um, lineup yesterday. We had a young squad. You know, we can't expect the young players to do it all, but they're doing the business and I'm happy with it. But what I like about Martinelli's finishing Obviously, he's a bit, he's more of a striker, more of a sort of predator in, in the box than Saka and Smith Rowe. So he's gonna be better. But I just think his finishing is better than theirs, obviously. But it's what, what I like about this 20-year-old is is it and, and Greenwood at United's got it as well. It's very clinical finishes, like it's it's not accidental. Man, I'm meaning to do this. You can tell a man's thought about it very quickly, like when he's chipped the keeper, when he's hit it first time. For me, obviously, the Newcastle goal, everything he does is calculated, and it's just about becoming a bit more a bit more polished for Martinelli. So, so sorting out the first touch. Obviously, second first half, there was a couple of blind passes in the middle. I like the runs he makes from out to in. I like the variety he's bringing in his game. I like the all-roundedness defensively. I can't lie, I change my mind all the time about Smith Rowe, Saka, Martinelli, who's going to be the guy. But I think they're all going to be the guy. I think Smith Rowe is going to be special. I think Saka is already special, not that Smith Rowe isn't. And the same with Martinelli. But I just think Martinelli, from the minute I saw him in pre-season all those years ago, it just felt, and I say this with a lot, it just feels like we've got to enjoy him while he's here. Because if he's developed, it's the cycle of life. The man there, it's a Barca historically, PSG historically, you know. Madrid, all of these teams are going to be in for the 20-year-old. And it's nice to see he's getting chances. And for me, this is, you know, I, I got a lot of heat because the only thing I disagreed with Arteta, um, the only thing I disagreed with Arteta is that I wanted him to get a little 10 or 5, a bit like a bit more minutes in it because there's no substitute for not playing. But I do think fans made a lot. I do think when Martinelli had chances, fair enough, he, he might not have been fit in that and it's difficult. But he never took his chances. And a lot of excuses were made. Ah, he's only had 20 minutes. He's playing right wing. Two things. He, he went, he played right wing at Old Trafford, getting a lot of plaudits, even from United fans. You know, getting a lot of shut down that debate. He can't play on the right instantly. You know, because of that, Saka's come back in. He's earned his place on the left. Um, 
you know, he's playing well. For me, he's coping with the physical demands. And it was lovely to see Arteta. What was it? It weren't last game, but I think West Ham tell him, get up, man, get on the pitch. You know, he's becoming all-rounded. And as much as we can praise and critique Arteta as fans, we're not always at the training ground. So we do have to give a bit of a luxury. And, you know, I do think he's improving our wingers. I do think he's improving Saka. Obviously, Saka's going to live or die by goals and assists. I would say maybe Saka could go off with Abamian and do some finishing drills, but Abamian might, you know, Abamian might not even have a security pass for, for London Coley, much less on current form. Do you want Abamian teaching anyone? You know, Lacazette's a good finisher, but he's got, for all the praise I give Lacazette, he's got two goals this season. So we might have to bring Omri or Uncle Ian Wright. He's going to have to work with Bakayo Saka to learn how to finish. Um, that's the only thing. Smith Rowe is going from strength to strength. Unpopular opinion, I think Arteta has improved the all-rounded game of Martinelli and Pepe. Pepe plays a lot better. I know there's still a lot of question marks, but he's a bit more all-rounded. Martinelli defensively is doing well. He's got more variety in his game. He's doing less things at 100 miles per hour. I always said one thing I didn't like about Martinelli is his, his best blessing is his enthusiasm, his energy that he resonates. Sometimes that can be a curse. And sometimes I feel fans haven't seen their mistakes because he's so enthusiastic. We go back a few years ago... Uh, Liverpool away in the cup. He's given away a penalty which he didn't need to give away. So these are the these are the sort of things. But I like what the young G's are doing. I would say if I really was to scrutinise the team, obviously we've got to learn to really chase that playing well for ninety minutes. We've got to make this week that Arsenal have had the the minimum. Um, you know we need better game management. Personally, for me, it's not that Xhaka and Partey have been poor. I think they've. They were good against Southampton as much as they could be. They've reacted in it since we was Kalam. The last three games, they've been all right. But I just feel we're wanting a, and me anyways, I'm speaking for myself. I just want a bit more. I want a bit more from Partey through the obvious. Xhaka's at where we're at and I have to discount Xhaka a bit because he is coming back from a long-term injury. He's not going to, you know, Xhaka isn't an amazing footballer, but he's not going to be the best granite Xhaka right now, in it? You know, he's he's having to put his body on the line. But I just want a bit more from our midfield on the best of days and obviously with what I've said. And I just feel there's a bit of an imbalance. Obviously, we found a little balance with the front men. It's a lot way to go and, and whatnot. The back five is settling. It's not that the midfield haven't settled. It's just you want more from Partey, you want more from Xhaka, you want more from them together. I think they need to dominate games a bit more. I think our defenders are having to overcompensate on the ball because we ain't got them progressive midfielders in the middle of the part and I, I, I said it then I'm going to say it again I, I think that's the midfield or, or an improvement on the midfield is going to cripple Arsenal obviously I don't want to draw too many conclusions you know because we've seen two up front 4-4-2 4-1-4-1 certain players have been cast off this season you know Martinelli's come a long way from all them loan shouts now it's a long season so I don't want to write off a Bamian even though things are happening and any other player that isn't playing um but yeah, man, we probably need to be looking for a striker and things like that. And the only bad thing I would say about the Leeds game from an Arsenal perspective is obviously the racism, you know, which someone's been arrested. You know, I, I hope he just gets punched in his face, him or her, whoever it is. You know, if you're racist, you deserve a knock in your mat because you clearly ain't got no or a punch to the head car. You ain't got no common sense. So that's the only thing I would say is a bad thing. Um, from a footballing point of view, I would say Tomiyasu as well, because we hear it's a muscular injury. You don't want to play around with them. You know, Tomiyasu's our only 30 right back. If anything, you know, I, I like what Chambers did last season. Big up um, Maitland Niles. I'm not really impressed with that Cedric disaster class that he come off the bench with. You know, I did him a bit dirty when I watched the game again, but I don't think him and Odegaard have done well enough to cut out that goal. And obviously, um, Ben White's made the, made the mad thing happen in it. So, we start as we mean as we mean to go on. We just have to, it's down to Arsenal to just, to just keep going really, really and truly, man.
people, you know, I like what we're seeing. But you can see building blocks. The thing is, they are they long lasting? Because if I'm scrutinizing it with Arsenal, you know, a broken clock is right twice a day. You're gonna get things times where it's perfect, but again, a lot of these things have to become the minimum. We're gonna get on to Liverpool, and they're not the best of examples right now, based off the last 24 hours. But you don't praise Liverpool for working hard. You don't praise them for intensity. You don't praise them, praise them or City for being killers. City as well. These are the minimums now. Obviously, technically, tactically. Just every way the club, them two clubs in comparison to Arsenal is moving, there's a long way around, we're levels apart, we're light years away. But one thing you can get levels is the mentality, is the thinkers. City always play like they've like they've never played a Premier League game before, like they haven't won the league title. They defend like their lives are on it. They're switched off on the ball. It doesn't matter if it's, I don't know, ABC United in the park or Champions League. You see players sorting it out. It's these sort of things. And I'll be real, as an Arsenal fan, because we're not used to a lot of things, we overcompensate. I'm not going to lie. It's easy to love Lacazette. Because I don't really see passion. Martinelli and Smith Rowe, the young players, Saka, because they're the only ones playing consistent. Tomiyasu, the bar's on the floor. As much as I love him, the bar was on the floor. You just had to be, bro, people with less ability than Tomiyasu, we would have loved the same way. You know, Emerson Royal was linked with us. I'm pretty sure if we took, if we got him, I would have been happy because Bellerin's on the floor, isn't it? Like, the standards are on the floor. Same goes with the centre-half. Same goes with Ramsdale. So it's down to these lot to unlearn bad habits that they've picked up at this club and else elsewhere and promote good ones in it but again Arsenal we ain't achieved nothing obviously it's nice for the banter it's better you know it's nice to be I'll take being fourth definitely you know where we are right now um but away from the banter away from the good times bro you know all that matters is me and we've had things like this before not fourth in 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 Christmas in a while but we've had things like this where I don't want to look back in May and say oh but that December was good though or that was that, that was that. Bro, I, I hear you, I hear you. But I'm all, I'm not saying it to praise Emerson Royal. I'm saying it to really a damning verdict on the mediocre standards we've had historically and Hector Bellerin, really. I, like, I don't rate Emerson Royal from, from, from no one, you know. I'm, if, I can't lie, if I get them, if I get fit and, you know, we put down the Kelly... And and then I get them 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 professional footballer performance enhancing things. I think I'm better than Emerson Rowe. So I can't lie. I think I'm better than him. Jenkinson. I probably back myself over Carl Walker Peters and on current form Ryan Sessegnon. I can't even cap Hector Bellerin as well. Obviously, I'm capping really and truly. Um, so we start as we mean as we mean to go on, really and truly. We start as we mean to go on. Um, so yeah, that's Arsenal, isn't it? We're deep, we're doing all right. Uh, if we get into the Premier League now, now again, first things first, it's unfortunate that Premier League games, well, a whole host of Premier League games were cancelled. I do feel sorry for Chelsea as well, because they asked for their game against Wolves to be cancelled. Premier League ain't going to bust them. Premier League don't care about none of the club's concerns. They just care about their product. Their product is the Premier League. It's the festive period. Enough games on Sky Sports. I'm sure there's a period where the Amazon games are going to come into it. There's, they don't care about these things, you know. They don't care about these things. They don't care about you. They don't care about I, you know, or they would put, but again, just looking at society, you're seeing numbers in the UK rise. You know, you're having a lot of games called off where, you know, the last one, what there was one two hours before. So you're letting people congregate for nothing, you know, really, really, really and truly. You're letting people congregate. You try to zang fans for the for them, them games last year. They don't care about the clubs, who are the performers, really and truly, the athletes. They don't care. Like, the Premier League do not care about nothing but their pocket. Half of these men that are saying all of this, they're sadly, in, in my country, unfortunately, in Barbados, in their rich villas, living like plantation owners, you know, not dealing with anything, much like life, really, really and truly. So, it's crazy.
again in the Premier League, it's another week where there's conscientious decisions. I don't know if Robertson wasn't given a red card because he's Scottish and Kane was because he's English. As a neutral, and I'm going to say this as an Arsenal fan, I'm pretty sure Liverpool and Spurs fans would say me as an Arsenal. I see two teams arguing who get very... Right is right and wrong is wrong, but I'm not going to sit here and lie. I've seen Robertson do a madness and not get carded. I've seen Trent clip up, clip up, absolutely clip up Saka and get away with it. I've seen Liverpool do some beauty stuff and not get cards. Likewise, Harry Kane, I've seen Spurs and Kane do a madness, not get cards. One thing I didn't like is how this rhetoric, how his reputation goes for him. Because again, a referee, you meant... One thing I don't like about not being able to criticise refs is because they, they re, refs are like policemen. It's only in today's day and age that people realise that ref, uh, policemen are humans. They're not these beacons of hope. They're not, you know, free from bias, free from all the prejudice, all of these sort of things. Referees are the same. Referees watch. For, I hope they do. You know, I don't imagine they're like Benjamin White. They should be watching football. If you think Harry Kane's a good guy and I think Granit Xhaka is a terrible person and I think Zaha is a diver, me as a referee, these are going to influence my decisions. So why you can critique a manager, you can critique within reason, you know, you can critique players, manager, tactics, you know, you can even critique the, the, the state of a football pitch. So that's the ground stuff, but you can't say anything about the refs. Kane's reputation has gone against him. I'm not going to lie for him. I'm not going to lie. When I saw it first time, I didn't think it was a red, you know. I had to see it a couple of times. You know, so I hold my hands up, but it is a red. Robertson, he's got nowhere near the ball. And you, you lot that have played Sunday League, if that happened in a Sunday League pitch, bro, man, they're getting beaten up for that. You know, people are getting beaten up. Your baby mum might get floored and the buggy might get floored as well for all of them thing there. You know, innocent people get crashed off as well. So I don't know. I don't know for none of that. I don't know for none of that. It's another one where, my opinion, referees don't care about fair fair and equality and, and getting the right decisions, they care about the controversy. Because, look, I'm sat here on Twitch. You lot are listening and offering your own opinions. You know, we're talking about it. They're going to be talking about it on Sky Sports. I'm sure Jamie Carragher, Gary Neville, all them guys waffled about it into the late nights. They want talking points. That's just me and it. I could be gapping, but it's happening every week. Last week, it was the penalties. This week, is some other shit. Pardon my French. So I don't know, man. In relation to the Liverpool Spurs game, I can't lie. First things first, you know, it was a. I don't obviously there's there's two different standards in it. I think we got a glimpse in, into how Conte could play. You know, the counter attacking from Spurs, um, they look dangerous in it. They looked very very dangerous. I'm not gonna lie to you. They look, Spurs look dangerous on the counter. Kane looked good. I think Deli Ali and a couple of them squad players um, took their chances. Uh, they looked dangerous on the counter attack. You know, they missed the uh, um, Spurs missed a whole host of 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 one v ones and whatnot. Daily Kane, Son, they could have wrapped up Liverpool four five one. So, you know, it's a point gain for Spurs and two points dropped for Liverpool. But going into the game and obviously what's happened in the game, it's a point gain for Liverpool because as I said, Spurs in the first half should have wrapped it up. There were periods, obviously, Spurs were in their own half and Liverpool were dominant and Trent was doing his thing, but that was going to happen. Um, I think, obviously, there was a lack of players that first-team players from Liverpool that they're key players, but it's no excuse. Alisson don't know what he's doing. You know, I think Canate saved Liverpool a couple of times. I think Matip had a rare off off day. I think you saw the the, the absence for Bino Gibbs because it looked like Robertson and Trent had a culture shock. They were getting too caught. They were getting caught not tracking back, especially in the build up for the goals. Um, midfield all over the place. Milner, unlike himself, you know, terrible passes from someone as cultured as Milner. I think Morton struggled. Uh, struggled very. I think Morton struggled physically. 
Um, but yeah, it was obviously more of a case of how poor Liverpool were than necessarily how good Spurs were. But we're naturally going to judge Spurs and Liverpool on different principles. Liverpool are Champions League recent winners in Premier League. Spurs and trophies. They just got kicked out of one as well, really. You know, they've they've been kicked out of the Conference League. I can't lie, it was too easy, man. Spurs fans, if you've been having a good year, it is what it is, isn't it? I had to I had to come and mash that up in it. But yeah, Spurs were counter-attacking. I think Liverpool, Liverpool looked shaky. Anytime Spurs went forward, Liverpool looked shaky. And again, I do think you can look at injuries and things, but again, that's a depth purpose. I can't lie, Liverpool had enough. Yeah, there's no Fabinho, there's no Thiago, there's no Van Dijk, but you had enough to batter Liverpool, to batter Spurs. You had chances of your own, really. You know, Jota scored, but he was missing for large periods of the game. As I said, their midfield was a shambles. The midfield and the high line, if there's no Van Dijk, I don't think you could do that because it looked like no one was talking. You know, full-backs and centre-halves, there was never a straight line, really. Salah, anonymous. You know, I don't... Obviously, Salah had a bad game, but I think it's well, there's no service for the done, in it? Like, I'm seeing him try to do the Kevin De Bruyne thing. He's dropping hella deep. That's the first time I've seen that. There were so many things I saw from Liverpool that was the first time ever. For Spurs, again, a point's a good point. It's something to build upon. You didn't get embarrassed. You didn't get battered, you know. Spurs fans are celebrating like they won, much like Arsenal fans did. You know, I mean, we've beat, we've actually beaten Liverpool at our place more recently than than, than Spurs. You know, we got people got onto us for celebrating a one-one victory against Liverpool a couple of years ago. But all right, cool. You know, they're gonna they're gonna win the league really and truly. You know, of course, Liverpool Spurs are gonna look dangerous, but at the same time, what do you want Spurs to do? You know, Liverpool are playing them players. Morton looked good on the ball, he struggled physically. You know, I can't lie to you, Henderson and my man Kato, they should have enough about them to make stuff to make stuff happen, really and truly. It's a squad game. You know, I can't sit here and say I know Liverpool struggle with depth, but they have to get over that. And that Spurs team has been getting boshed by even without any of Liverpool's key players. Certain teams in the league have been bopping them regardless. So yeah, I can't, you know, you know, they missed Henderson as well. They missed Hendo and Thiago, but it's not an excuse, you know, and to be fair, not that I want to praise Spurs. Spurs can't be held accountable for that. That's not their problem, you know. I'm sure it's what it is. Spurs beat City, so point gain for Liverpool. You could say it's two. It's a it's a point gain. It's a point gain for City as well because City did the business against Newcastle and they've seen Liverpool drop points. And again, you know, them two teams, psh, it's fine margins, in it? It's probably going to be 90-odd points. So every point means something. City are going to drop points again, as are Liverpool. But nonetheless, it is what it is. On the topic of, of, of City, boy, respectfully, you know, it's, it, Newcastle look like they're in trouble. I do think Newcastle should have had a penalty. I'm not going to lie to you. It looked like Newcastle should have had a penalty. Edison's got away with murder there. I don't know why, but he's got away with murder. You know, I, it's looking inconsistent because... I know one's a handball and one's a man's been taken out. But last week against Wolves, I don't understand how City have been given that one for Martinho where he's turned and then an evident foul by Hen by Edison where he's not, you know, he's come out and he's not stopped his his momentum. I don't know how Newcastle didn't get that. I'm not going to go as far as to say goals do change games, but I'm not going to say that's going to give Newcastle a chance. But it is what it is, people, really and truly. Fair is fair, right is right and wrong is wrong and all of those sort of things there. And I don't think there were, I think there was inconsistencies. You know, fullbacks union, Cancelo, very good assist, even better finish from the man. Obviously, Mahrez got on the score sheet. I could be wrong, but I'm sure Sterling and respectfully, Newcastle, you know, City can probably bosh every team in the league without really being at full strength or playing in them upper gears. 
But that looked like the first game in a while from City. They were like, yeah, man, we can't really be bothered. We're just going to do the bare minimum. The man are going to do this passing thing. We're going to score some goals. We're going to get on our coach. We're going back to Manny and we're enjoying our week in it. And, you know, City are there top for Christmas. Not that we didn't know that. The only exceptions of a team that hasn't won the league after being top at Christmas, I think Sky Sports said today, was Liverpool. So if you're a Liverpool fan, that gives you a benefit. You know, City are just making more and more history. You know, they've got the most wins in a calendar year with 34 and they've scored the most goals in a calendar year with 106. Didn't Messi get 91? So I, I know Messi's got nothing to do with this, but Messi got 91 goals in a calendar year. This whole team has got 106. That big up City. And I don't know why I brought Messi up, but I mean, scary individuals, man. Scary things are going on in football. Like, how are these? Like, how do you even have the ability to do these things? It's not making no sense to me. But, you know, these man, them and they are magicians, um, really and truly. Speaking, before we carry on with the Premier League, people, as you know, COVID is ravaging the squad and, and squads and there's issues there. You know, people can say Arsenal have had an easy time. We didn't have an easy time at the start when we had injuries anyways and people missing out from COVID and we didn't get no games cancelled. We had to rock up there and get better than it is what it is. And, you know, we might get it again, you know, sadly. Um, obviously, thoughts go out to Pablo, Marie and, and Lokonga of Arsenal and anyone else who's contracted the virus. When you look at the managers, people, you know, Apparently, there's going to be a meeting today to see what can be done around around things. If I share my screen with you. Oh, I thought the screen shared. Apologies, folks. Where is it? What's going on? Why have I got 4% battery? What the hell is going on as well? So this thing is freezing now. Sorry, folks. I don't know what's going on. Oh. This is acting. I think my Mac is having battery issues because it's telling me that we've got low battery and we haven't because it's plugged in. Everything's cushy. I might have to reset everything. This is bricky, man. But if you lot can hear me, rather than just waste things, I'll just say it out loud. Apparently, Premier League clubs are set to hold crunch talks over a festive fire break with top flight executives to discuss halting games at a meeting on Monday after COVID ripped through the weekend's schedule, people. Um, as you know, Premier League clubs, as I said, will on Monday consider triggering a Christmas circuit breaker at an emergency summit. Uh, senior representatives from every top flight side are meeting to discuss what has been described as a festive fire break as COVID continues to rip through the fixture schedule with six of the 10 Premier League games at the weekend called off, as you lot know, folks. Um, Scrolling all the way down, a short break would involve proposing one round of fixtures from December the 28th to the 30th is one of the options to be discussed, although it remains it remains unclear whether it will gain the support of the 14 of the 20 clubs needed to introduce um, some as such as Tottenham have already had an enforced rest. Um, obviously, there's financial ramifications of this. And again, you know, obviously, we've got to be careful of the games and the amount of football being played because we've got a Winter World Cup. And again, like I said, you know, if anyone deserves money in football, it's the footballers. They're not being helped in terms of safety around this. There's hella games coming up. They don't care. They don't care about the fans either. They don't give a crap about anybody going on, man. Man said invite Curtis as a guest sometimes. I mean, Curtis invites me. I invite Curtis. It's just we're both busy men. I've, you know, I've dropped the thing to Curtis. The, 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 what do you call it? The door's always, always open to him. When he's, when there's time, there's time, innit? If not, 
There's not. So it is what it is. Apparently, the Premier League is employing a matchday minus one PCR testing system. Results are understood to take 12 hours, which leaves little room to manoeuvre. There has been eyebrows raised over the rescheduling of a meeting between the players and captains, which has been scheduled on Monday, but had to be moved because of the summit. Some believe that should have gone ahead and the views taken into account at boardroom level. Once again, the, the entertainers, they're not listening. If you know That's basically a union. If, if you had a job and there was no union rep, the Premier League don't care. They don't care about you, regardless. And, the, 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 the you know, if any fans that fought different, they need to, you know, come to terms with it, really. They don't give a crap about you. They don't care about nothing that's going on. In terms of any other Premier League Premier League um, results to come as well, people, as you said, we spoke, as we've said, we've spoken about Liverpool Spurs. We've spoken about Newcastle City. Uh, what are we missing out on? There's default, you know, Chelsea Wolves. I only seen saw the highlights. VAR obviously made sure a depleted Chelsea side never walked away with completely nothing and they got a point to save up. Reese James was decent, if I can remember correctly. And yeah, I didn't watch the game, so I can't really I can't really comment really and truly. But yeah, it looked like Chelsea just had a frustrating day at the office, really and truly. And again, I can't lie to you. I still think Chelsea are in a title race, but I think it's a top two. Chelsea are by themselves. And then it's the rest. And I think Chelsea are at that stage now where they can do a United and they can make they can blow third place and make it a wide open race, or they can remind everyone why people are saying why they're facing they're trying to fight Chelsea, um, Chelsea um, they're trying to fight City and Liverpool. Now, I don't think Chelsea are near Liverpool and City. The only thing you're near enough is for me, the manager. The manager, you know, the manager's in the same walk. I do think you have good players. I don't think Chelsea's system's as good as either team. I don't think they spread out the individual brilliance. They're still relying on defenders. I don't think Chelsea's star men in comparison to the other two are doing much. You know, how many off days has Kai Havertz, Lukaku, all of these guys had? Salah, the Spurs one, literally the only one. You know, them City players don't take too many off and they've got the luxury. If they want an off day, there's 20 other players that could play. Chelsea haven't really got that. I'd still think Chelsea don't really create to the standard they could. I don't think they, they're clinical enough. I think they're quite predictable in, in, in comparison to the other two. So I do think Chelsea are in a league of their own. And then you've got the other two in the league of their own. I don't think Chelsea are going to go for the league title. But I still think mathematically they could. And I don't agree with this rhetoric to act like their chances are completely gone. I just don't think they have enough at this stage, you know, saying that they've been linked with Conde, they've been linked with Delete, they've been linked with some quality players, which I'm sure they want to bring into their club, you know, which can make the difference for them in many different ways, shapes and forms, people. Um, even if you look at the Delete stuff, people, oh, it's frozen. You know, apparently Juventus defender Matthias Delit is ready for the net, the new step away from the Turin Giants. And he's been linked with Chelsea before. And, you know, Mino Rinola has been talking about Pogba, been talking about Harlem, been talking about him. You know, Mino Rinola got paid a lot with his clients last year. He's going to get some paydays this year. It looks like Juventus need the peas in it. Apparently, he said Delit is ready for the next step. He thinks that too. This could be, let me scroll the way down. Is that it? He never said just that. Where's the actual article? Sorry, folk. That was it. Man said rooting to see Arsenal back in the Champions League with us. I mean, would love to, but we're going to need a lot more than that, man. That's a bit of an L, isn't it? Apparently, Chelsea are preparing moves for Conde and Matthias Dillit. You know, if they get Dillit, that'll be lit. As, as funny as that sounds, people, it would be quite lit. Um... 
I think in, in in comparison to I think he's got everything to play well in the Prem. You know, you'd imagine he's going to be linked with Real Madrid and Barcelona. It seems like Real Madrid are going to get Ridiger for free, so it doesn't seem like they necessarily would need such or need him. So it is what it is. Where that's concerned, the hell is going on? Man? I don't know what's going on with this lappy boy. I don't really want to be a conspiracy theorist, but do you think being the England captain helps Kane get away with it? You know, he's seen as the great white saviour, so I think that that does help, you know, in the same way Xhaka is seen as, you know, the man who caused World War II. So if him and him and Xhaka make a foul, they're both going to get birded for it, really and truly. You know, I know they like to act like these refs are all pure and whatnot, but they watch football like us, allegedly. So it is what it is. What else have we got? Can't lie with the with this acting. I might just have to lock this here, people, and just focus on the thing at eleven thirty. Yeah, people. I can't lie with that. Well. Seems like my shit is freezing. So again, I think we're gonna have to stop this call short, people. But um, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna be back at 11. I've got nothing else to speak about, really. In fact, what else have we got? Provided there's no acting. As you know, FIFA's. In fact, we have got a couple of stuff. FIFA's to discuss buying new World Cup proposals at virtual global summit. Uh, FIFA is to discuss its controversial biannual World Cup plans at a virtual summit with its 211 members. Um, today, people. For, for what it is and actually on the on that topic as well where nations leagues are concerned i don't know if you lot saw it but a few days ago south american teams are set to join the uefa nations league in 2024 after talks between uefa and comable so isn't that basically a world cup then if 10 south american countries will join the nations league i mean i'm all for it you know but it would you know is that indirectly telling you fifa fuck you lot with with with, with your biannual world cup team or is this just a, a direct play at the World Cup? You know, I'd have to see. It's a, it's, it's a techie one. It's a very techie one, if I'm honest with you. It's one I want to see, really and truly. But for me, it makes the it means the Nations League is going to become very gimmicky. Like this, you know, you're going to have a Nations League. You're going to have a Nations League final. You're for Nations League final, for predominantly for European nations. You're going to have a South, Af South American, sorry, nation versus a, a European one. And it's going to be hosted somewhere in Asia or the Middle East or whatever. So, again, football's diverse. I'm all for that. I'm just saying that, again, they're not doing it because they want everybody all over the world to be involved, regardless of your race, religion and background. They're just selling it to the highest bidder. This is the territory you run the risk of escaping into. And I'm not really for that, if I'm honest with you. Um, so it is what it is. You know, obviously, you've got Kat Yarabal Cup this week. You think I think you've got Liverpool-Leicester. You've got Tottenham-West Ham. You've got Arsenal versus Sunderland. And you've got Chelsea versus... Okay, I was doing so well. How could I forget that? Uh, let's go on it. Kat Yarabal Cup. Chelsea Brentford, so West London Derby. I wasn't going to say them. I was actually going to say Wolves. Any? Are there any progressions about Ronaldo news? Not that I know of, my guy. But if there was, we'd be here to discuss. So it is what it is. But yeah, on that note, 
I'm going to get out of here, people. I can't lie. It's pissing me off whatever's happening with this lappy. So I want to go and test that out because I'm going live at 11.30. Make sure I see you all at YouTube on YouTube. Uh, again, for those of you that are following me on Twitch, make sure you're doing such. I'm going to be live at 3 p.m. I'm going to have Graham here and we're going to speak about Arsenal West Ham, Arsenal Southampton, Arsenal Leeds. So I'm just going to ask him his, his opinions on the recent results. Going to ask him about this Abamian stuff. Going to ask him about Martinelli's emergence, how he feels about Arteta, how he feels about top four. And any questions or anything you lot have, make sure you're getting it in, people. But on that note, I hope everyone has a fantastic Monday morning. I hope everyone has a fantastic day. Uh, make sure you're here tomorrow, same time, 10 a.m. I'm going to be live again. Again, today, was here at 10 a.m. We're going on YouTube at 11.30. We're back here at 3 a.m., 3 p.m., sorry. And we're back here at 4.10. That's for Football Manager. So there's four bits of live content from myself. Tomorrow, you already know I'm going to be doing a watch-along for Arsenal versus Sunderland over there on YouTube. Wednesday, I'm torn between Leicester, Liverpool and Tottenham, West Ham. And then, yeah, man, I can finally have a decent Christmas and chill off really and truly. In fact, I'm, I'm tempted to do a live stream on Christmas, but... Pardon me. On that note, I'm going to love you lot and leave you lot and get out of here. You lot stay blessed, stay safe. I'm out. Safe. Do this terrible bullshit going on. <laughs>